0: His
1: kingdom, sing that out with me, will send my gate. Who has the power?
0: to bring us peace.
2: give a few uh, prayer requests we need to get to this morning. We can be turning to page 1241, page 1241 in the Church Bibles. We'll be starting in uh, John chapter 14 on page 1241 today in our reading. Uh, Real quick, we've got some folks we need for you to continue to lift up in your prayers. Uh, For traveling mercies, we're going to lift up Olga and her family. They're traveling this weekend, her and the kids. And uh, So the Haynes family, we need to lift up Amanda. She's been having a lot of tests run lately um, for various issues. The doctors think they've got some ideas on what's going on there, but there's some tests still remaining to to be finalized and the results are waiting on. But she's back home from the hospital and doing better, we hear. And Alani, um, their daughter has, has been at the ER this morning with the croup. So we need to lift up the Haynes family this morning. Uh, They've got a lot going on there. Um, And Bob Mantooth, our friend in the back, he's not there today. But uh, we are going to lift his wife, Nicole, up. She's having some medical issues, having um, just some struggles with uh, things like that that just create, you know, how medical things can do. They can just uh, throw you a curveball. So we're going to lift up Nicole um, this next week and pray that maybe she can I get the help she needs and the doctors will have answers for her and the Lord will work in a mighty way in all these situations all right so we're going to begin in John 14 it's an amazing verse where Jesus is conversing with the disciples <clears throat> we're going to go one verses one through six it's a little long but there's a lot of good a lot of good words in here because it's the words of Jesus in the red letters let not your heart be troubled you believe in God believe also in me in my father's house are many mansions if it were not so i would have told you i go to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come again and receive you to myself that where i am there you may also be and where i go you know and the way you know thomas said to him lord we do not know where you are going and how can we know the way jesus said to him i am the way the truth in the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Amen. Let's pray. <clears throat> Lord Jesus, we stand amazed, Lord, that we can even approach you and, Lord, even approach you with prayer because you are Lord of lords and King of kings. And, Lord, that you amazingly desire a relationship with each of us and you gave your life for each one of us and so we are so amazed that you're the only way we stand on that truth that you are the only truth you're the only way to the father and to salvation and that is what we stand for as a church as a body a congregation and that is Lord an amazing truth that you said even yourself in your own words Lord we thank you for your word we thank you for your love and your sacrifice uh, and your amazing plan for each of our lives pray, God, that you help us always be mindful of your spirit as you try to guide us and lead us in that way. Father, we, uh, we want to lift up these that are having struggles in their life. We do pray for Olga, for her family, for traveling mercies, that they'll make it back home safe this weekend. Bless them in their time as they go to have fellowship with others. But, Lord, uh, we just pray, God, that you would be with them and bring them home safely. And, Lord, we lift up uh, the Haynes family. Lord, that you would even help them to see that Alani uh, is going to begin to get better by your hand. Lord, as we lift her up today, this morning, as we begin as a church body to have her on our heart, Lord, that that the doctors would even be amazed that uh, there are things happening that they cannot control because of your mighty hand. We also pray for Amanda, Lord, that you would continue to give doctors wisdom. You would guide their path, guide their thoughts. And, Lord, you would give them the truth of what uh, needs to be done for Amanda and of what's going on with her um, with all these tests, Jesus. And, Lord, we uh, we also want to mention Nicole to you, Lord. I just pray, God, that that your, your mighty strength and your mighty plan and your will would prevail there for Bob and his family, Lord, that he would be the spiritual leader in this situation and pray for his wife. And, Lord, you would give him wisdom uh, and you would be with that family as uh, they begin to have struggles with some health issues. So, Father, we be uh, we continually want to be mindful of them this week. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time we can come. We can lift you up. We can give you all glory and honor and praise. And Lord Jesus, you are the only reason we're here today to give you honor, to give you glory, and to praise your name. We pray this in your all in your name. Amen.
1: Thank you. So quiet my
3: To break, declaring there is hope and there is freedom, I speak to you.
0: in the streets, Jesus in the darkness over every enemy, Jesus for my family, I speak the holy name, Jesus. Shout Jesus from the mountains, and Jesus
4: Good morning. Well, those were wonderful and powerful songs, and it's great to be in the house of the Lord this morning and worshiping. Probably of all the messages that I um, study and, and love to bring, this is my favorite. And so we're excited this morning. I hope you're excited to hear what the Lord has. Every year he opens up a little more understanding about his Passover. And so we're starting to study about Passover this week and next week, and then the next week we'll study about unleavened bread as we prepare to celebrate his Passover. And if you are planning to attend with us, it's going to be on Wednesday night, April the 5th at 6 o'clock. And so we need you to sign up in the back. There's two sign-up sheets back there. If you can sign up just so we'll know how many people we can start making preparations. There will be a dinner that night. And um, so we need to be able to start working towards that and the arrangements for the church to uh, the seating and everything. So if you can sign up with us if you're going to participate in Passover, And then the next three weeks, well, next two weeks, we'll be continuing our study up until April the 5th of understanding. And of course, attending the Passover, you also draw so much more understanding about what Jesus was talking about and what he's doing. One of the things I love about as we study Passover, and we'll talk about this More completely today and next week is to see how he fulfilled all the prophecies and all the things that are in the law and the Psalms and the prophets. So you remember a couple of weeks ago, we studied about Jesus saying, Come and follow my commandments. And then he follows that up and he said, For I did not come to destroy or to abolish the law. But I came to fill it up. I came to fulfill everything that's written in the law and the prophets and the psalms. And so over and over again, in the, in today's lesson and the next couple of lessons, we will see how he fulfills these places in Passover. So our message is going to start today in... Um, Exodus 5, it's on page 65. If you'll turn with me there. Most of our lesson is going to be in Exodus 12, but we're going to start out in Exodus 5 and kind of have some background. Every year I kind of talk about this but every year I want to talk about this and that is is that as I grew up in the church in the church I went to church every Sunday our family went every Sunday morning every Sunday night every Wednesday night we went to vacation Bible school. I was in church a lot and but I didn't understand some things. And about 18 years ago, as the Lord began to change my life and to draw me into the understanding of the feast, everything began to make sense. You see, I didn't understand why Jesus was called the Lamb. I didn't understand that. I mean, it seemed okay, but it didn't have any power in me. It didn't really click as why he would be considered the lamb. But as God began to truly open up the understanding of Passover, everything made sense. And I saw exactly what he was saying, how he came to fulfill and fill up this place of Passover. The... um, The other thing that as we come to study this place of the lamb today, I want you to think the whole time we're talking about this. Paul says he's the Passover lamb. Uh, John the Baptist says he's the Passover lamb. And so everything we're talking about today is about the Passover lamb. And this is the first Passover And we're going to see the fullness that Jesus is fulfilling. You know, I say all the time that we have to get our definitions not from the New Testament, so not from John the Baptist, not even from Paul, but our definition comes from the Old Testament. So the definition for Jesus being the Passover lamb begins right here. And that's where we're going to be studying today. A little, uh, a little um, backdrop to before we read in Exodus five is, we want to understand what's going on here. So the children of Israel were in the land of Canaan, and then a great famine hit their land. And so they began to, about 70 of them, began to move into Egypt because they had food and rain. So there wasn't any food and and water available in Canaan. It was a very tough situation. I want you to hear that. But they, they moved into Egypt to find food. And they came there... And um, when Joseph was second in command, only under Pharaoh. And Pharaoh had a heart for Joseph, and so he accepted Joseph's family and what would become the tribe of Israel. And things went really well for a minute. So everybody prospered. They uh, grew and, and became a very large a group of people and were prosperous in the land but then all of a sudden a new pharaoh comes into town first pharaoh dies second pharaoh comes in and he did not like the children of israel in fact he was very jealous of them and he was very fearful of them they were growing so quickly in number and everything they put their hand to seemed to have authority and power and because they were walking with God. They were the children of God. And so he began to be fearful that they would actually overtake Egypt. And so he became very harsh, and the people of Egypt took them as slaves, and they became tyrants over the children of Israel. For 400 and about 30 years, they were in the land of Egypt as slaves, held in captivity under the harshness and the bondage of the Egyptians. So today we're going to begin, let's see, in chapter 5, verse 1 on page 65. Of Exodus. It says, afterwards, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, thus says the Lord God of Israel, let my people go that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. So what's so awesome is that God looked down and saw his children, saw the children of Israel in the captivity, in the bondage, and he made a plan he made a way for them to be set free now he had always had this plan he didn't just decide on this plan but he had a plan for them to be set free of the captivity and so the plan was he would send moses and aaron and moses would lead them out of captivity So this is where we pick up, and he sends Moses to speak to Pharaoh, and and Moses goes and says, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast to me in the wilderness. Well, it's so fun. I love seeing this. God is not saying, Let my people go so they will not be in captivity and that they will feel better and their lives will not be... Uh, in bondage here he's not saying that he's saying let my people go that they can hold a feast they can come and worship me in the wilderness that they can come and join in with my purpose and my plans and my feast that will bring worship and glory to him So this is the purpose that he sends Moses. And then verse 2 says, And Pharaoh says, Who is this Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I do not know the Lord, nor will I let Israel go. So Pharaoh has really set himself up as a god. He sees himself as a god, and he expects them to worship him. And him alone. And he said, I don't even know this God. I don't know why I would be letting Israel go. He doesn't have anything to do with me. And so he has no um, no respect for the Lord God of Israel. So in this place, God tells Moses, and he uh, tells Aaron, and he says, Well, I'm going to bring some plagues. And if you want a place to read this week from here on through Maybe chapter 12 would be a great place for you to read about the plagues that he does begin to bring one after another. And he says, you know, he will bring these plagues upon Pharaoh and on the Egyptians. And first he turns water to blood. And so they get up one morning and walk out, and sure enough, all their wells are full of blood and the rivers and the creeks and the all of the water sources are full of blood I can't imagine I was thinking about it this morning as I jumped in the shower and I thought how would that be if all of a sudden one morning you jump in the shower and there's blood pouring out you know blood is kind of thick and gooey and and um it is red and so you would notice real quickly this was not water but the thing about it is it wasn't just the sh- would not be just the shower but you would go to get a drink and maybe out of the faucet and and the water would be blood and um how terrifying that must have become to the Egyptians and it awakened the children of Israel as well because they were right in the midst of this their water was blood as well. And so how um, this might have shaken everybody. And and then Pharaoh still wouldn't let the children go. And so God sent a plague of frogs. And I don't know about you, I know little boys like frogs, but I don't like frogs, <laughs> and so I do. I just can't imagine how it would be that it, the streets would be covered with frogs, and they said even in your houses, the frogs were in the houses, and so you get up out of bed, and there's frogs everywhere, and, and frogs in the kitchen, and frogs in the bathroom, and frogs everywhere, and you go outside, and there's frogs everywhere. I just I can't imagine how terrifying and, and concerning that would be to have frogs everywhere. But Pharaoh still wouldn't let the children go. And so he sent another plague, and he sent the lice. And I thought, yes, Lord, I see how these increase because lice, I like less than frogs. And, um, and then he sent the flies. And then he sent a death on the livestock, their food sources, And then he sent boils, and I don't know how many of you have ever had a boil, but they're certainly uncomfortable, and it's certainly not a pleasant experience. But there were boils, and hail, he sent hail, and of course the hail came and destroyed their crops and beat up their homes. And he sent locusts, and uh, I've thought about the locusts for many years because— in west texas sometimes we have a lot of grasshoppers anybody remember when we have especially if you live out in the country and have the wheat fields and the and the field there's just a lot of grasshoppers and and you can't hardly walk to your car without the grasshoppers jumping on you and and their little feet are sticky you know and and, um, and, they, and they're not little, bitty, tiny grasshoppers. They're big grasshoppers. And I always think about the locust. Yes, Adam, it's true. His nose, your nose is kind of wrinkled up like that's really gross, isn't it? Yes, it is. And I think about, we don't think about these plagues sometimes, but I think about the locusts. If you've ever been out in the yard and, and mowing the yard, and uh, the locusts come to that noise. Have you ever noticed that, that they chase you? And uh, there's nothing worse than a grasshopper unless it's a locust that's chasing you down. And I think about those things that they will come after you you and chase you down. And then God, uh, he still, Pharaoh still wouldn't release the children of Israel. And he brought about the darkness all over the land. But Pharaoh still would not respect and honor God of Israel and so we're going to pick up today now and read in chapter 12 um, let's see 11 and 12 so let's start in 11 it's on page 72 so a few pages over starting in verse 11 chapter um, chapter 11 verse 1 And the Lord said to Moses I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt afterward he will let you go from here When he lets you go he will surely drive you out of here altogether Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask his neighbor And every woman asked from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants, and in the sight of the people. Then Moses said, Thus says the Lord, About midnight I will go out into the midst of Egypt. And all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill, and all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall be like it again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue. Against a man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does not... I'm sorry. You may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. His people. He makes a difference between the Egyptians and his people. And all those servants shall come down to me to me and bow down to me saying, get out and all the people who follow you. After that, I will go out. Then he went out from Pharaoh in great anger. But the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh, and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart, and he did not let the children of Israel go out of his land. So Moses comes to Pharaoh and says there's going to be one more plague, and it is the plague of the death of the firstborn, and he says the firstborn of Pharaoh and the firstborn of the lowest servant and the firstborn of all of your livestock, the firstborn is going to die. And um, he, he knows that Pharaoh is not going to let the children go. He's not going to come in alignment with God's plan. So he hardens Pharaoh's heart. And I remember when I used to read this, and I kind of struggled with this place where it says the Lord would harden pharaoh's heart because that didn't seem right to me it didn't seem like god that god being a loving god and desires for all to come and follow him i couldn't see how he made pharaoh's heart hardened and and it seemed like he was being unjust there but it a few years ago, the Lord began to open my understanding, and I love seeing the truth about what He's saying here. Sometimes our English words don't give us the fullness of what is going on, but this place, this word of hardened, is a a word that in the Hebrew called uh, "kazak," and "kazak" is a place that it's it is making it stronger, and it's growing it in firmness of what one has already desired so what he's saying here is that pharaoh has already made up his mind that he is not going to bow the knee to what the lord has asked and he's already stiffened his heart against the lord and the lord is saying i will i will cause you to be even stronger in what you desire I will give you the desires of your heart is what he's telling us. And uh, I want you to hold your place right here because we're going to come back, but I want you to see. Let me see if I have a scripture for this. Yes, Romans 1. So look on page 1294. This is a a place that has always um, been um, challenging to me because I I see that God in his great love at, at some point in time turns us over to the desires of our own heart. So seeing in verse 24, it says, well, you know what? Let's look at 21 because I want you to see this. It's In 24, it says, therefore, God gave them up to uncleanness. So you want to know what this therefore is talking about. If you go up to verse 21, it says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were thankful, but became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. So because they did not, they knew God, And I've been in that place in my life. I knew God, but I did not glorify God. But bless the Lord, he opened up my understanding and I had an opportunity and a choice to change that place many years ago. But